0: warm welcome everybody. Merry Christmas to you all. Uh, Great to have uh, friends and family with us this morning. Um, If you uh, are here for the first time, thank you for spending Christmas Day with us. Um, If you're here visiting some of your friends um, and some of your family, uh, it's good that that you could be here with us um, as well. I uh, have a couple of quick announcements for you, just for those who worship here regularly, um, just for you guys to know. Next week, Sunday uh, is New Year's Day, and so we'll only have one service on that day, um, and that'll be at nine o'clock here. So, uh, so basically, that suits you, um, the nine o'clock. Um, but there's only one service, so if you arrive for the eight or the ten or the six, uh, you're not going to be any, there's going to be no church for you. All right? Uh, then you can you'll have to download it, but. Um, but if you are here and you want to come and worship with us next week, uh, Sunday morning, nine o'clock here, um, that'll be the time to suit you. then uh, to just say uh, send greetings from Anthea. She's at um, the Ridge this morning and she's uh, leading the worship out there. And, and she just wanted me to, to send uh, greetings to all of you um, over here as well. Now, if you're a children, um, thank you for coming into big church with your moms and dads. We've got something that we want to give you. Um, And so if you're ready to make the run, you can come and get something. When I give you the go-ahead, you can go. Um, And uh, for the rest of us, um, this being the Lord's Day... Uh, one of the ways that we love to worship God as a church is by giving um, what he's given to us. So we're going to take up our tithes and offerings shortly. If you're one of our guests, please let that bag go on by. We'd like to give you something, though. And so um, as you make your way out afterwards, if you've got some time, slip past our welcome center. And uh, we'd like to give you something to introduce ourselves to you. So as that bag comes by knife, if you just pass it by, I'm going to ask the stewards if they come up and take up our tithes and offerings. And all the children... And ADD parents come and get some coloring in, come uh, crayons and something to color in. It's um, part of what we're going to be preaching about this morning. Looks like the far, your left-hand side is going much faster. So if you want to go on the side, you guys, the guys on your rights, they're just really slow. While we're handing out the last of those, I want to ask those who are reading with me this morning if you'd uh, come and join me on the stage. got? We just want to make sure that everybody got crayons. And, uh, it looks like you guys on that side, they're hitting you twice with the tithes and offerings over there. The bag coming around again a second time around on on that side. <laughs> guys, thank you again for, for spending this special day with us. We've been uh, on a journey over the last three weeks as a church. If you're here for the first time, quick catch up for you. Uh, we've been playing around with this idea that Christmas changes everything, and, uh, and we started out with how Christmas changed the past. Last week, Christmas changed our present, and this week, we want to lean into how Christmas changes our future and what that looks like. So I've invited three of our friends here at Sterling, if they would read some of God's word to us. Um, you'll notice there's three separate scriptures they're going to be reading, but the three of them kind of weave together. Uh, the first scripture deals with Jesus, how he was born. Um, And the next one is a little bit of the background about what was happening when Jesus was born, God becoming man. And then the last one is what Jesus said about him coming again. So perhaps you want to uh, close your eyes and just uh, allow your imagination to be led by those who are reading. Um, And uh, if uh, you've got a child with you, if you close your eyes, just keep one open in case uh, when you open your eyes again, there's no child in front of you. all All right. So let's listen to God's word this morning.
1: This is the word of our God, our Lord Jesus Christ, to each one of us. The birth of Jesus Christ. Luke 2. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because no place for them in
0: the inn. Thanks, Robin.
1: In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ, who, being in very nature with God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant,
0: Thanks, lot Hey, let's give these guys a round of applause. Thank you very much for helping us. Christmas. This uh, amazing time where you probably got woken up this morning if you're a parent. Uh, for the first time in about 10 years, we got woken up by our, our children this morning. Uh, typically, we will rush from a Christmas Eve dinner and we will... Uh, We'll minister at the Christmas Eve service, so we would preach. And, uh, and then we get home by about half past 12, 1, we're kind of in bed. And then we need to be up here and be here again by half past 6 um, on Christmas morning. So that means we wake our children up uh, for the second time. One, when we get home, we wake them up so they'll go to bed. And then, uh, and then we wake them up again to give them presents and then we wake them up again after church um, again. But this time around, I didn't preach last night. And so for the first time in about 10 years, we were in bed at about half past 11. And uh, our children came upstairs and woke us up this morning and were like, hey, there's some presents in the house. Um, and so, uh, so we got to open up some presents as well. I think I got the best present out of anyone in the whole building today. Just just have to say that. So just love to see some of the presents that you guys got from the site. Anyone want to throw out what you got? Chris, what did you get? You got a phone? Wow. Okay, let's carry on. All right, the phone. Yeah, what did you get? A phone. What's your number? We'll sort this one out quickly over here. All right, someone out that side over there, what did you get? Just any gift, throw it out. What you, I mean, you need to have got it, but you got a, ta- somebody got a, ta- a what? A, tr- a tambourine? A, t- a tambourine? A trampoline. (laughs) A trampoline on that side. That's a great gift. You guys over here, anyone got a... Yeah, you guys? A chainsaw blade. blade. (laughs) Almost as good as a chainsaw. (laughs) You wear it around your neck, law. You guys, something, just a great gift that you guys got? Uh, These guys didn't get anything. Anybody got any gifts you didn't want? Come and give it to these guys over here. They're like... No gifts on this side of here. air. Um, you guys, a phone? You need a phone? <laughs> yeah, what did you get? A teddy bear? That's a great gift. Last one. The back on that side. Gifts that you got. Uh, okay, it doesn't matter, because I got a better gift than all of you. This is what I got. I got a jar of Nutella chocolate spread in a teaspoon. Huh? It doesn't matter what you got. Your phone, the battery goes flat. I'm eating my Nutella. There we go. Great gifts that we give each other. Great gifts. And we give these gifts because we remember the greatest gift that's ever been given to us, and that was Jesus. That's the reason why we give gifts. We give these gifts because we remind ourselves of this great gift that God said, I will give you a gift, and that gift's going to be me, myself. I'm going to become a man. Um, And I'm going to be born, and I'll be born into a lowly state, I'll be born into a manger. You'll wrap me in cloth that you find there. And, uh, and God's word says that though he was this, he, Jesus was equal to God, he did not consider that something to be held on to. Instead, he let that go and he became a servant. And Jesus became a servant to serve us. Over the last few weeks, we've been looking at what this means for us, and we saw how Jesus changed. He changed the course of history. He changed the past. History was on a trajectory and history would have turned out way different except that Jesus came and introduced concepts like love your enemy. Before that, humanity did not love enemies. Humanity wiped out enemies and, and because of Jesus, we treat people with respect when we're in war. Because of Jesus, he said you will treat your slaves with dignity until you realize that keeping slaves is not my plan. Because of Jesus... We've learned that race is something that is a human construct and that God says there is no more Jew or Gentile, no black or white. And that women need to be treated with respect because there's no male or female. And so we need to treat women with respect. Jesus comes into the world and he comes in as this revolutionary and he comes in to change everything. And he brings peace and comfort to those who are far away and those who are feeling marginalized, but he brings conflict And he brings strife to those who are the religious know-it-alls or the wealthy elite, those who are hoarding wealth. He becomes one who brings conflict into their lives. We saw how Jesus comes into your today. That God is a God who hides in places where he can be found. You remember the game we used to play as children, hide and go seek, which is not about hiding and not about seeking. It's all about finding and being found. That's the point of the game. And so... God hides in places where you can find Him. And so today you might have been dragged along here, kicking and screaming. You didn't want to come here at all. And uh, and when your wife kind of crossed over the gate into the parking lot, you just felt, okay, as a 53-year-old man, i just got to stop screaming and, you know, and I'm just going to come and I'm going to bear with this for the next hour. And I promise you it will be an hour and you'll be out of here. But here's what I want to say to you is that God hides in places where you can find Him. And in that conflict of, I don't want to be here, today perhaps perhaps God is in a place where you can find Him and where He will show Himself to you. And perhaps today, God will surprise you. As you surprised others this Christmas, perhaps today God surprises you. God's not done with you yet. He began something and He continues to do it. Jesus shows up regularly in our lives As he showed up that Christmas day, so he shows up in our lives and shows himself to us every single day. For some of you, you've had many restarts in your life, and they've been failed restarts. And if you think back, where did I have a failed restart? I can't really think of one. Well, let me give you a week. Because next week Sunday, you're going to try and implement some restarts. That by the week after that Friday, you probably would have stopped all of those restarts. And you'll have a list of failed restarts like everybody else in the building. Here it is with Jesus. He's not interested in your failed restarts. He's interested in a faith start. Have you had a faith start with him? Because if you've had a faith start with Jesus and you've put your trust in him, he said, I'm not done with you yet. I'm not done with you yet. Do you feel like you've let people down? Do you feel like you just don't match the standard? Well, God says, I'm not done with you. I'm not finished. I'm still going. Augustine said this. He says, God makes me good, but not yet. And I just love that. God is making me good, but not yet. Today, as we talk about this Christmas, we think about how Christmas reaches into the past and grabs hold of creation and grabs hold of Jesus becoming a man, pulls it into today. And then it looks forward and it goes, there's going to be a Christmas day one day when Jesus comes back. And it's going to be different to that one, but it's going to be greater as well. And so we look ahead and we go, hey, there's something different happening. Because what Jesus promised is this, that he brings us a living hope. Last week, I shared the scripture with you. It says this, we've been born again into a living hope. And uh, if you have any children or you like Nicodemus, who was a bit confused on this one, he was like, hey, how do, I, how do I get born again? How do I go back into my mother's womb and then get born again? And Jesus was saying, no, no, born again just means this. It means realizing and recognizing that I'm lost without God. It means I know that I have hurt him and I've hurt myself. It means that I know that uh, in this life that I've lived, I'm still full of self. I still wanna do things my own way. I'm still indifferent to those who are struggling around me. And I know that I need God. And so in that moment, I reach up to him and say, God, would you help me? Would you save me from myself? Will you forgive me for all the times I've hurt others and I've hurt you? And Jesus said in that moment, God looks down on us. He reaches down and as Vickers read, he takes the captive and he pulls them out. He pulls you out of a prison and he gives you a place at his table. And he goes, you know what? Now I'm going to call you my son and now I'm going to call you my daughter. And Jesus gives us this living hope. It's not a hope from the past. It's not like, hey, you know what? 2,000 years ago, there was Christmas. Great, pastor. Thanks for telling me that 2,000 years ago was Christmas. And so I can have hope today. That's junk. Because 2,000 years ago, I don't care what happened 2,000 years ago. Because I'm living today. And don't tell me that one day things are going to be better. Because I need to know that things can be better today. Well, here's the promise. If you've committed your life to Christ and you've reached up and said, God, take my hand. The promise is this, that God says that he's... Saved you into a living hope. It's a dynamic hope that today I might need heaps of it. I don't know what news you got last week. Did you get really bad news last week? Some people in our church over the last two weeks got news of sickness. Some people got news over the last two weeks that their jobs had been terminated. How's it to lose your job at this time of the year? I want you to know that Jesus says, I'm coming to give you a living hope. It's not like a small batch of hope. That I'm going to give you, and hopefully it's enough to deal with the hopeless despair that you find yourself in. But I'm going to give you living hope, and it's going to live in that, and it's going to give you more hope. You need much hope, Jesus said, I've got it for you. You need a little bit of hope, I've got enough for you. Jesus said, I've got enough for you. This life that we live now, friends, this is the warm up. You guys watch sport? You watch sport, this is how sport works. The team go out to warm up. And then they play the game. The warm-up means you need to be on the team list. It means you need to have the right gear. At the warm-up, the coach discovers whether you've got your kit. If you don't have your kit, it doesn't matter how good you are, you don't get to play. You need to have the right kit. You need to warm up the muscles because the muscles are meant for the game. And so this life that we live, this is the warm-up, friends. This is the warm-up. There's a game on the other side. We run through this tunnel of life, and on the other side is the hope that we look to. On the other side, our future is different. There's a game we're going to play. God says it's called eternity. This is what it looks like. Present governments and present cultures might look hopeless, but I want you to know there's hope in Christ. Your present and how you find yourself now is not the final. There is something new on the other side. The Bible talks about this picture, and, and we get this idea that it's the now but not yet. I I am saved, but I still struggle with sin. The Bible says that God will heal me, but one day I'll die, probably of a a sickness or a a disease. And so I ask God to heal me and he does, but one day I still die. And I know that God has saved me into life, but I know one day on this side I will die. Even although God says that death has lost its sting, I know there's going to be a time where this is a bit weird, it shouldn't be like this. You might have lost loved ones and you go, man, it doesn't matter if that person's a Christian or not, I'm still sad that they're gone. And so there's this, Tension of, I'm stoked that they're with God. But at the same time, I just feel like, you know what? I'm missing them on this side. There's going to come a time where God says he's going to change all things. And that's because of Christmas, friends. Because Christmas changes what your future looks like. Christmas means that everything is different. Romans says this, I consider that the present sufferings, what I suffer with now in this present time, are not worth comparing with the future glory there's something much bigger given later. And this here I struggle with now, but it's nothing compared to what God is going to give me. It's kind of like, you know what? You're riding a bicycle now and it's got flat wheels and the wheels are all bent. You ever had a bicycle with buckled wheels? Anybody? Was it just me? Uh, So buckled wheel. And as you're riding, it's like, it's not going in a straight line and it's going somewhere, but it's not, you know, it's not going in a straight line. It's just, it's all over the place. Well, it's okay, because when you finish this 100-meter race here, on the other side, God's got a a car that has a chauffeur for you. And you're going to get into this car, and it's different. So while I'm riding this thing, I'm like, you know what? I don't really care about this, because on the other side of that, there's something way better. It's way better. The suffering that I have now, it's nothing compared to what God has for me on the other side. Well, 2 Corinthians tells us that this... This outer nature that we live in now is is passing away. I want you to know you could have got news this year or maybe last year or maybe you're struggling with this or someone in your family was struggling with, with some dreaded disease. And you're going like, man, my body's wasting away. Well, maybe you didn't get a dreaded disease, but I'll tell you something else. There's this thing called age. You know that thing? It's called age. And there was a time in all of our lives we were like, I'm indestructible. You know, and it kind of, it lasts through about 25, 27, and then it kind of goes numb for about 10 years. And then when you start hitting out of 30s into your 40s, you're like, hey, got out of bed this morning and didn't feel that pain before. Oh, what happened there? You know, as you get a little bit older, you go like, you eat that huge meal that you used to eat. And you know, you kind of remember that restaurant you used to go to when you were a student and you go there and you're like, give me the big burger again, the big one, the student version. Do you still take student cards? And, I, and they give you this huge big burger and you, you wolf the whole thing down and at the end, you're like, oh, I'm so sick. I, I, I never, I don't remember feeling like this when I was a student, you know? That's because of this thing called age. Stuff has changed in your body. And one day, right at the end of life, you close your eyes because this thing that we live in, it's dying. It's dying. But the Bible says when you open your eyes on the other side, there's a brand new body. It goes like this. Jesus comes back and, and you're like, you, you struggle to get out of bed in the morning. And one day, Jesus comes back and he gives you this new body. And you get out of bed and you're like, wow, I feel so good this morning. That Onika tablet really helped. You know? And then you walk around the side of the bed and you look in the bed and you go, Gee, my husband, he looks good as well. You know, the grapeseed tablets I gave to him last night, they, I mean, it's really done the job because he's looking really good, you know, this morning. You know, like, is there something wrong with my eyes? Maybe I need to take the calcium tablets, you know, so see better on this side. But the Bible says new body. The Bible says new life. It's new. That's what we've got to look forward to, friends. This side of the year we're wasting away. That side is new and fantastic. And that's what our confidence is in. Because of Jesus, that's what we look forward to. This Christmas is not just about giving gifts while that's great. Christmas is not just about that. Christmas is this. The past is changed. The present is changed. And the future is way different than what it could have been. You have a future that's great. A future with him. He's coming again, he said. Jesus said, I'm coming soon. Do you know what the application of that is? It's this. If you go to a restaurant and the waiter has told you he's a Christian... And you say to him, when is the food coming? And he says, soon. It's time to go to another restaurant to eat at. Jesus goes, I'm coming back soon. 2,000 years. Soon. And then he says, well, soon with God is not soon as some understand soonness. Clearly, it's not the same. But this is what the Bible says. God is delaying Jesus coming back. You know why? It's for the 53-year-old guy who came in here kicking and screaming. Going, I'm not coming into this place. It's for the person who turns his back on God that God is waiting for that person to find him. God is waiting. He's showing you himself. And he's waiting. The Bible says God is waiting for you. That's why Jesus hasn't come back yet. So that more people can know who Jesus is. Because when Jesus comes back, it's done. No more. No second chances. It's finished. The future is different for those who love him And the future will be different for those who don't. Jesus said, No one knows the hour, but here's the thing. Galatians tells us that when the time was fully right, God sent his son Jesus. And when the time is fully right, God will send Jesus again. And he'll come back. And this time, he's not coming back as a baby in a manger. This time, he's coming back as a judge. And this time he's coming back as your vindicator. You feel like you're at school or varsity or you're at the workplace and people tear into you because you're a Christian. And, well, I want you to know there's going to come a time where Jesus goes, hey, guess what? This is my boy. I have his back. And the person's got "Uh, don't really know what to say here. Um, oh, so you're saying you're a Christian? Actually, yeah, let me introduce you to my Jesus. Yeah, here he is over here. It's going to be different, friends. The future is different. But what does that future look like? Well, when I was uh, younger, when I was living in Cape Town, I remember having a conversation with a grade seven boy at one of the schools we were working at. And, uh, and he said to me, hey, you're the minister, hey? I said, yeah, I'm the minister, hey? He said to me, uh, do you believe, in, uh, you believe that in, in heaven, hey? I said, yeah, I believe in heaven, hey? So he goes, uh, uh, do, you, do you really want to go live in heaven when you die? So I was like, well, I mean, what the alternative... You know, heaven, hell, you know, fire, burning, pain, punishment. Yeah, I'm going with this one. He says, not me. I say, what do you mean, not you? He says this to me. He goes, you know what? Can you? And he looks at me like straight in the eye. Well, it wasn't like straight in the eye. It was like straight in the eye. I was like, yeah. He goes, can you honestly tell me that you want to spend forever walking around on gold streets next to buildings made of diamonds? With clouds that float around and people playing harps on the clouds with wings and they fly like angels everywhere. And it's one long church service forever. And I realized, kid, at a point. I like, no, I don't, to be totally honest with you, no, I don't, I don't, I'm your minister. I don't want to do that forever. And I realized this. have a completely skewed picture of what the future is going to be, because that's not what it is. We have this idea that God's sitting on this big, uh, big gold chair, right? Big, big gold chair. Um, We haven't really thought about the detail, but it's a gold chair. That's all that counts for now. It's a gold chair. Um, There are a couple of angels around him. Sometimes they're people that we know because we think they've become angels. They kind of cross species. They were humans. Now they're angels. Okay. So they're angels. God is sitting at the chair. He's got this like quiver of lightning bolts to hit us when we've got to write our matric exam and we didn't read the Bible before writing the matric exam. And then God's like, oh, did you see that, Gabriel? Didn't read the Bible. That's it. Bang! Forget everything you studied. Right there. But if you read the Bible before you wrote your matric exam, another one, bang! Now you remember everything that you didn't study. You see? So make sure that you do that. And and we do that not only in matric while we're writing our exams. We do that when we're in business meetings as well. You know, want to sell our house. Oh, I better just read the Bible over here because I'm getting that offer today. So I'm going to just read the Bible, you know. And so it becomes a superstitious thing. And we're like, well, somewhere out there, God's got this quiver of lightning bolts of bad, bad, bad. And then, like, really, the picture is that God's Father Christmas, really, who gives you presents for being naughty and takes away stuff for being bad. But that's not who he is. The picture is very different to that. Listen to what God's word says. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. You're like, what? New heaven and a new earth? Yep. The first heaven and the first earth had passed away. That means this earth we're living on, gone. And the heaven that God is in, gone too. Because there's now a new heaven and a new earth. All right? And the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem. This is where God is. I see the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. Here it comes. Here it comes. All right, bang. And then it says this, like a bride adorned for her husband, prepared and adorned for her husband, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying that great throne, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. Boom. Remember Jesus' name? Emmanuel, God is with us. Now God comes to live with us. At the moment, God's in heaven. We're on earth. But in the future, there's going to be this link, God and us. We're still here on earth. God's in heaven, but there's this link, God with us. Now I will be with you, and you will be with me. And it says this, then he will wipe away every tear from the eye. Are there things that keep you crying? Are there things in your life? Are there things from your past? That uncle who touched you inappropriately while you were a child. That loved one who struggled with illness their whole life. And when you think back on it, you find yourself weeping. The Bible says that God will wipe away every tear from your eye. That doesn't mean he's going to stop you from crying and from feeling pain. It means he's going to deal with the root of the pain and take that away. There will be no need for weeping and crying anymore. Death will be no more. Neither will there be any mourning or crying or pain anymore. For the former former things have passed away. All of those things are part of the past. The crying, the pain, the death, the mourning, the sickness. All, that's all part of this. It's going to be gone. And Jesus said, I'm making all things new. Friends, heaven is not a place. It's passive where we sit there. Thank goodness. Because if I have to play a harp forever, it's not going to be heaven for any of you. Just You just need to know that. My family, the musical ones, not me. I have a guitar. You know, that's it. I have a guitar. My family, they play musical instruments. If it's going to be me, it's not going to be cool at all. But heaven's going to be an active place, not a passive place. We will work there. We will work in heaven. But watch this. This world, we work hard. You give 100% input, you get 10% out. You plant your crops and weeds grow. On that side, no more weeds growing anymore. And you don't only have to be a farmer to get that analogy. You can... You know what, you build up a business world, build up a, a team, and there's some weeds that grow up amongst that. You all know what that's like. The Bible says it's going to come a time where it's going to be different. Working will be different. This is not just a better now, it'll be a new now. The hope of heaven is, I don't have to deal with the issues that I have to deal with over here. The pain and the struggle. And Have you ever put both feet in your mouth at the same time? You know, you're just like, you're talking to somebody and, and you have a conversation with them and you don't really realize what you're saying and it just goes pear-shaped badly. I was having a conversation with someone the other day and somehow we got onto church and the guy was like, yeah, yeah, I go to church. I was like, really? What church do you go to? No, Sterling Baptist. I went, "Oh, (laughs) I heard that's quite a good church Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a fantastic church, the guy said. I was so tempted to say, I heard the pastor was phenomenal. (laughs) that That guy preaches. I just don't go that far. I've already taken the guy way further down the road. And I just thought, how cool would it be if I could tell this guy, um, hey, you know what? I'm actually the pastor there. Is it, you know, but then the guy walks away with both of his feet in his mouth. He's like, because that's not just I put a foot in my mouth. That's both at the same time. Do you ever do that? Or is it just me who does things like that? Yeah, yeah. So imagine this. You don't do it anymore. We don't put our feet in our mouth anymore. You don't say things that hurt people because there's, this, there's not a, a lens of sin on your side and their side. No longer. It's not there anymore. Sin's gone. So there's perfect understanding, perfect communication. We don't intentionally hurt each other. We're able to be more gracious towards each other. Imagine living in a place like that. But this has implications for how I live now. So I've got this beautiful game I want to show you quickly. Let's just check this out over here. I'm going to need your help on this one. Are you ready? Okay. You guys are going to have to help me out with this. See this ball over here? All the children. You see this ball over here? Okay, this is a ball of string. So the goal here is this. You grab hold of the ball when you get it. Then you grab the string, all right? Then you throw the ball again. Should we practice? Are you ready? Here we go. Take the ball. You ready? Okay, got it? Oh, well, let's get it. There we go. Don't worry, that's good. Whoop, whoop. Okay, now you take the string. Hold the string in your hand. Hold the piece of string and throw the ball. Just throw it over there. Try hit someone on the head. There we go. Okay, let's go as fast as we can. Let's get that ball all the way to the other end all right, into a corner, get it into the back corner, that side over there, way back, it's going to be you, sorry, it's going to be you, let's get it, don't hit the pram, it's in the back corner, try not to hit the elderly, just get it, or oh, I said not the elderly, oh, oh. well, at least you know you're not the elderly, <laughs> all right, let's just get it, hold on, and just let it go, all the way, Lord, that was nearly you, there we go, Chrissy, let's just throw it that side over there, all right, keep it going, keep it going, keep it going, while we're throwing, keep it going, throw that way. While it's going, I want to check if you can see a piece on the string that's marked out red. Okay. So look on your piece of string. If you've got a piece that's red, send it to the front here, guys, all the way in the front. There's some people who want it over here in the front all the way. Oh, you you have to know it's coming from behind you. Okay. So be aware of that. It's going to hit you on the head. Nice shot. Back again. (laughs) Guys on that side, watch out for the windows. So we're going to pretend we're not in youth here. Okay, so that's great. Let's get it all the way to the front. All the way to the front. Hold, a, hold the string. Hold the string and throw the ball into the front. There we go. Into the front. Right to the front. Yes, there we go. Anybody found the red string yet? No, keep going, keep going. Some, you guys, you're going to get caught up in string. Everybody loves you in the front there. All right. send it this way. Send it over. There we go. There we go. Hold the string. Throw it away. There we go. Nice. Look at that. Craig. Brilliant. All right. Oh, that's a good shot over there. Throw it that way. Throw it that way. All right. Hold the string over there. Has anybody found the red strip yet? Okay. Let's go. Let's throw it. Keep going. Keep going. Hold on to the string. Throw it back. There we go. Nice. Ruben, what is that? Pull back over there. It's like a, um. <laughs> hold on. There we go. Oh, nice. 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 Okay. You guys watch out. It's coming from behind you. We've got a pixie in the front here, an Alpha who needs it right in the front here. All right, that's great. Throw it on over here. Oh, yeah, there we go. All right, now, hold on. Anybody found the red piece yet? No one? Still not? Let's go. Let's go. Keep it going. Check check the string where it is. Anybody see a red piece of string on there? Oh, 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 sorry about that. It wasn't me. If you get hurt, it's not me. Uh, Yes, that's nice. Oh, gosh. I hope it's not in there. Any red string there? Keep going. There we go. Nice. Oh, oh. So while they're doing that, you know what happened at the first service? I'm standing right here, and there's a child who's got the ball there. So I go, "All right, throw it as high as you can," thinking it's going to go that way. It comes straight up here, <laughs> straight. I nearly dive into the back wall to miss to miss the ball from hitting me. has got. Who wants to guess how long this piece of string is on this side? Fifty meters? Twenty? How many? Two hundred thousand meters? Seems like a thousand, doesn't it? It's like. Definitely a hundred. You say a hundred? A kilometer feels like that, doesn't it? Where's the red piece? Has anybody found the red piece yet? Have you got it there? Who's found the red piece? Throw, throw, throw. Anyone found the red piece? I can't believe it. Kerry, you mess me around here? Guys, you want the ball out there? We'll throw it out there for you guys. Guys in the foyer, thanks for just being accommodating over there. Uh, Oh. Okay, I think, uh, anyone found the red piece? Is it there? I promise you it's there. I promise you. I pr- have you got it? Not? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Nice. That was a good move there. Hold on. Okay, there we go. Nice, nice. Oh, Denver. i not the elderly. All right, guys, we're going to have so much fun over here, but. I don't know where that red piece, oh. <laughs> Posh, let me have a look at something. Let me see something, Posh, Let's see. Good grief. Okay, let's try to find the red piece. Are you ready? Let's go. Get the, don't throw it, don't throw it, don't throw it. Hold the ball. Okay, hang on. we're going to pull it out. Let's find the red piece. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's keep going, let's keep going, let's keep going. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. All right, that way. Walk that way. You go. Walk that way. Walk that way. Let's get it out. Da 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 da. Gosh, I'm so glad I've got you to help me. I mean, we'd never be able to do this without you. All the parents couldn't do this. Okay, there we go. Where's the red piece? Is it there? We've got it yet? We got it. Where's the red piece? We got it. Where is it? Have we got it yet there? Where is it? Kerry. She's fired. (laughs) We got it? Okay. Thank you. Well done, guys. Well done. Okay. Let me show you something. Any guess how long this piece of string is now? Properly? It's 100 meters. It's 100 meters long. If this string represented 10,000 years... Okay? That's how long your life would be. That's 70 years on this piece of string. Oh, and by the way, we're not even done yet. Okay, there's a heap left. That's how long your life is. Friends, the point is this this here is so short, it's that quick. We blink our eyes and it's gone. That side is much longer. It's eternity. And God's going, it's much better for you. I have something for you on the other side. Sure, it has implications on how I live on this side. It means that I don't have to fear death anymore. It means I don't have to worry about a bucket list anymore. I would love to climb Mount Everest. But you know what the truth is? On this side, I'm probably not going to get it right. But I want you to know in the next one, God's going to create a new world with new mountains. And I will have forever to climb those mountains. Man, I don't have to live with regret because I didn't get a chance to see this or do that. Dream dreams, friends, that continue way beyond death. Dream those dreams that will continue. The Bible says that your citizenship is in heaven. Jesus came to change the past. He came to change your present. And I want you to know that because of Christmas, Jesus changed what your future looks like as well. There's this is a great picture of reconciliation. Ukolo <laughs> bontueni. It means this. It means forgiveness or truce or reconciliation for the community. Friends, that's what Christmas is. We're going to close out now. I'm going to ask Kath and Catherine if, if they'll come to the front, and they're going to minister to you as we close out. This beautiful dance, I want you to you focus on the words. They'll be on the screen and, and allow them to minister to you, and then we're going to close off. Here's the question you want to ask yourself. What has God been saying to me today? What has he been saying to me? If there's string all around you and you're tighter, we will deal with that. We will help you. But let's allow God to minister to us as we close out this morning, all right? Thanks, guys.
3: Me. Buried he carried me. my sins far away My sins far away, rising, he justifies.
0: heads together. Father, this morning we uh, want to be aware that you sent your son Jesus and as he came he changed the past. He still breaks into our today's Daily he breaks into our two days. And he has changed the future. That our future is different. For those who know you, they are God, have been saved into a living hope. What has God been saying to you today? Perhaps today as you have sat here, the Lord has been revealing himself to you and maybe God has been calling you and you've heard God say, hey, you are in that prison. You're in a prison of self and a prison of sin. Would you reach up and let me take you out? And you've felt, God, I want to do that. If you just reach out to him and say, God, forgive me. Holy Spirit, would you come and live in my life? Save me, he said. If you ask him, he'll do just that. Perhaps for you today, today's the reminder that as much pain as this life would bring, there's a promise from God that the next is going to be different. It will be different. Death has lost its sting because of Christmas. Christmas. And so, Father, I pray in Jesus' name, as your people will go, as we've been so privileged to worship you with friends and family today, and as families across our city will meet and and eat together, Father, some would meet and uh, they would have nothing to celebrate today. Some, God, may not have food to eat. God, we pray specifically for those that you would minister to them. Lord, allow us to minister to those who have less also. And so, Father, I pray in Jesus' name that as your people leave, that you would call out a blessing on your people, Lord. Uh, Those who have traveled far, as they travel home, uh, God, that you would give them journey mercies. So, God, be gracious and compassionate to your people. Make your face to shine on them in Jesus' name. And all God's people agreed and said "Amen." amen. Amen. God bless everyone. Merry Christmas. Have a fantastic day.